What's going on, everybody? He is I, and I am him. It's your main man, Chi, and this is another episode of So In The Meantime. Man, I'm back, another episode, but this time, I have some guests. Y'all probably already remember the one voice, but now you get to actually see the visual. You actually get to see him. And then I got my little, I now have adopted him as my little brother. <laughs> So, go ahead and introduce yourselves, fellas. What's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Asai, one half of the Royal Club Wrestling Podcast with the franchise. is a guy sitting right here. Hello, everyone. Let me introduce myself. I am the meticulous individual, the precisely anonymous folk. I am Moises, and I'm here to spit some facts and hang out with the crew. Great to have y'all on this episode. Mm -hmm. So... You're new, you're new to the pod. Yes, sir. So what I do on this pod is um, I stole it from Brandon Marshall. I always want to acknowledge that I took this idea from Brandon Marshall mm -hmm. um, because it's just something that I'm big on. I'm big on making sure to check on everybody, make sure everybody's good. So I do what is called the check-in. So it is on a scale one through 10. How are you mentally, personally, and business school, however you want to. Professionally? Yeah. Academically? Yeah. So however you want to incorporate business-wise. So um, start off with you, my boost from another. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what was it, personally? I, yes. uh, personally, I think I'm proud at like a like an eight. You know, um, what was it? Uh, professionally, probably. Overall, I say every eight. Overall, eight. Oh, okay. On, on each end, I just felt like, like I told you, man. Like I just felt like a, like this month, you know. I just felt like it's been a shift in energy. Like I can feel the energy, the vibe has changed a little bit. As far as on my end, I don't know how anybody else feels, mm -hmm. but I know on my end, I feel like the vibe has changed for myself drastically, and I'm like, I'm really feeling it. And it's like, it's kind of like a, um, you said it's just I'm just riding that wave. Right, you know what I mean. So it's really it's a and it's a good wave. It's a good positive wave because you know what I'm saying we up here in Buffalo. It's the winter time. You know the winter time makes you not want to really do a lot of things, get be active, whatever like that. But I feel like that shift of energy is kind of like for myself. It's made me like okay, now I can, I can do do a, a lot more that I, a lot of things that I've pushed back. You know, in, in January. So now I feel like you know this month February. Shout out Black History Month. You know, yes. What I mean? Um, uh, that. You know, I'm just, you know, I'm just ready to get active. You know. Okay. What about you? <sighs> so, <laughs> spiritually, I'm still out of one. Because Zendaya still with Tom Holland. <sighs> anyway. Um, academically, professionally, uh, I'm pretty good. Uh, reaching the end of the road. Graduating in Congratulations. two and a half, three months. Congratulations. Yeah. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So finally, that, that, that part of the of the, the stage of life is going to be over. Uh, and then personally, eh, I'd say it's a five. I had to change energy, too, but it's more so was locked in quarantine for almost 90 days mm -hmm. because of like so many people in my, in my family yeah. having ex experiences with covid. So, you know, and then coming here is like, boof, freedom. Hits me in the face, <laughs> smack dab. I'm like, oh my god, I can move and go everywhere. Like, yeah. wow, you know. Yeah. And come linking back with friends is just 
it's 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 feeling like spring, but it's like a month too early. So 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 basically, it's a it's a good chance that your two to five is going to obviously go up. Spiritually staying at a one. Sorry, but you know, personally, <laughs> yeah, it could go up. It's going up, but. It, if I were to look ahead, I'd say it's probably going to go up to like an eight or a seven. Because I got I got good vibes in like the next coming days and month, to be honest. So. I mean, yeah, because you're, you're, you're back around people you know, you that, know. you know. <laughs> the positive energy, but just by osmosis, I'll absorb some of it, you know. So it's all good. Yeah. Good so, vibes, good vibes. So me, I mean, personally, I talked to you last night. <laughs> and... I've been feeling, I've been feeling battle tested, you know. Mm. And I told, and I told you too. <laughs> oh, you gotta relax, man. Gotta I mean, relax. it's just I don't, I don't know, man. I feel like because it's that end of the road. Like I was telling you, um, mm. I have a tendency of at the end of every year, like the last three months, I kind of my mind goes quiet, and I kind of try to, I start seeing how. It's like a recap in my brain, and then I realize kind of like what I should be prepared for for the for the new year. So I don't know if it's because I'm in the tail end, like this is the final stretch for us, school wise, about to graduate, that I'm starting to it's starting to happen again, where it's like I'm starting to see a lot of stuff. So that was bothering me. Then you know, being a a father, got <laughs> well. That's definitely a different added element. Yeah. So being being a father, but now being able to like, I had to explain to my daughter like, this is my schedule now. Any of the little not like little things, you can. If it doesn't really have to have me be involved in it as far as like her wanting to go hang with her friends or something like that, she can ask her mom, just do that. You know, if it's a matter of like a serious topic, serious situation, I want to get involved, you know. So that's where I am with that. Um, mentally... It's, I try to keep it at that eight, you know, but it's that, you know, it's that battle. Uh, Business-wise, I mean, y'all y'all know how I'm doing this. You know, I'm about to, as you can see, you know, we're shooting, like, video content-wise. Yes, sir. You know, and the business, the podcasting, you know, we shot a pod earlier, mm-hmm. and we were supposed to knock a couple out today, but, you know, situation has come about so um but they're still gonna they're still gonna happen it's just a matter of just figuring out that time frame but um but so we got a lot to talk about mm. <laughs> mm. we have a lot to talk about um first things first i want to let everybody know that this is not a sports podcast it's not we just talk about current events we talk about things that we like to talk about but we are going to talk about sports. So if you don't want to listen to our take on what's been going on in the NFL, 
to skip over this, find a timestamp, go to the next subject. Um, conference championship. <laughs> Boy. Conference championships. We had uh, the Bengals going against the Chiefs, and we had the Rams against the Niners. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was wrong on the NFC side. <laughs> you know, I was going off of history. I was going off of history, but I also, I said there was something about the Niners. I don't know. Maybe it's because of the whole, like, them being with Cap and, you know, I just yeah, always I had said, a, man, I always had a liking, but you, but you said something last night when I we was on the like, phone. I said that they got to, they got to do right by Cap. They ain't gonna never get right, dude. He, 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 he took him to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. By the him. way, little known fact: the year that the Rams won in '99, yeah. the Niners had also beaten them six times in a row before they faced off in the NFC Championship game. The same circumstance happened 23 years ago. That wow. happened two weeks ago. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. I did. That's that's wow. <laughs> the same thing. Six losses in a row. And then the seventh time in the NFC Championship game, the Rams win. So who knows if they win this year? But the facts were kind of on the Rams side for this one. Oh, man, listen, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I I, I love Debo. I was Both. so oh man, I was mm. so I was so sad when I seen Debo on the sideline. Yeah, that like was just emotional and just because he put his all on 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 the line. Right. But seeing Odell go over there, and you know. Just talk to him and let him know, like, you know, your time is going to come. I don't know what was said, but I kind of can sense that that probably is what he <laughs> said. I'm like, sucks to be you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but that wasn't the game that everybody was talking about. Everybody was talking about the AFC Championship game. Right, right. And I think that was probably, like, one of my favorite games to watch. Um Man, it was just like Cincinnati is one of those teams. It's just, it's just like the franchise, you know, that's never really had that much success. You know what I mean? Like before Joe Burrow, I believe it was uh, Andy Dalton. And before that, they had Carson Palmer. And Carson mm-hmm. Palmer was kind of supposed to be that guy. Right. But unfortunately, he had injuries and stuff like that and got and got traded um, out of Cincinnati. But um, like I said, overall, like it was a great game. Like I, was, I wish it was the Bills in that position, but you know, you know, things happen. And um shout out, you know, 13 seconds. The Chiefs turned the ball over in overtime in 13 <laughs> seconds. So y'all can't take that joke and use that on us anymore. The Chiefs did it too. So what you want 13 seconds? Can't see what's up. Y'all, y'all, y'all messed up too. 13 seconds. There you go. Chiefs. <laughs> Chiefs. But you know, not the came not trying to like, you know, over talk, whatever like that. But um they kind of like like the Chiefs was the people already crowned the Chiefs like they going to the Super Bowl. They might, they might win another championship. Right. So this is kind of like so you can't just like jump ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to kind of like take each game and you know, one game at a time. And, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals done their thing. So shout out to that franchise. And shout out to the Bengals. Joe Burrow, I know coming out of college, I was like, yo, this dude, go, like his first year, I was like, yo, if he didn't get hurt, I think the Bengals would have made the playoffs his first year. Right. But he got hurt and, you know, stuff happens. But this year, it's just like even to go to like just your second year, you're going to the Super Bowl. He's basically a rookie. 
Basically, pretty His much. Like, yo, starting. pretty much. Like, it, like, I think before he even got hurt, like, when he played four against, games. And it was against the Commanders. <laughs> I was against, <laughs> against the Commanders. He, he was, he, he had like 2,000 yards or something. Like, something like good numbers. Like, he was really balling. Mm-hmm. You know, but, man. Man, let me tell you, like, I was watching the game. I didn't, no, I wasn't watching the game. I just happened to be on, because I was working. So I happened mm-hmm. to be on my phone and somebody had, was like, yo, the game's over already. And I was like, looked on my phone, seen the score. It was like 21 to three. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> I looked at the stats. I looked at what, what Pat was doing. I looked at what, what Burl was doing. And I'm like, okay. But I didn't give up. I was just like, nah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to hold. I'm not going not gonna to do that. And then next thing you know. I'm at work. They they had the they had the game on the like one of the dudes had the game on their phone, and I'm looking at the score and I'm like, oh they coming back, and then I was like, Ew. then it was overtime, in the same situation, same scenario, same scenario, karma, but, karma, <laughs> but no, but listen, I was one of the ones that the minute the, everybody the minute they was like the minute the coin toss, everybody was like, Kansas City got the ball. Game over. Everybody said that. And I'm like, damn. Then, like you said, 13 seconds in. 13 seconds in! (laughs) (laughs) 13 seconds in. Next thing you know, they turned the ball over, and I'm like, oh, y'all done. Y'all done. Y'all done fucked up now. (laughs) Let let, let Joey B get the ball? All they needed was a field goal. Yo, let me tell you something. I might not get a Joe Burrow jersey. I might not get no Joe Burrow merch. But the one player from the Cincinnati Bengals I might get Not is that damn kicker. Oh, I love that kicker swagger. That kicker got him some swag that I'm like, he telling you, him and Joe Burrow, fly guys. But the one thing I did like is at the end of that game, because, you know, majority of the, like, you got two LSU players from Cincinnati. Yeah, uh, you might chase it, um, Joe, Joe Burrow. Burrow. Yeah, And you had a few from Kansas City. And they ran up, I think it was two defensive backs, too. And they went to Jamar Chase and was kind of like, yo, like, remember what we told you? We told you that you was going to be you was gonna be great out here. Go get that ring. Go get that ring and be great, you know? It's seeing that because at the end of the day, no matter what, they LSU boys. Right. You know, like, no matter what professional team you want, them college years, you always going to be LSU. Shout out Penn State. <laughs> <laughs> I so. actually, uh, I have an interesting thing. I'm not superstitious at mm-hmm. all. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a little Dominican boy from a, a Dominican family raising the farm, but I'm like the one not superstitious person in my family. But um, it was weird, man. I, on my flight back to Buffalo, I, I was watching the game because the steward sat next to me and he was able to change the TV on the headboard right. in your flights. And he changed it and he put on the game and Mahomes was hot. He was dealing. He threw it to me, Cole. He threw it to, to Robinson. He was throwing it to Tyreek, to Kelsey. And then when I land and I'm in my Uber and I get back to my dorm, I check the score. Yo, 21 all. What the? I'm like, oh, yo, hold on. And then my roommate's like, oh, I put money on the Bengals. It was over under. It was like four. I put Bengals plus 11. I'm like, bro, it might happen. The moment I step out of that plane, the moment I got into my my checkout, grabbed my luggage, all of a sudden, Mahomes forgot how to play quarterback. It was scary. And by the time that overtime came, 
Sheesh. That the slump he was in during the season, he like crashed altogether in that last three quarters of his and overtime. He was well, yeah, awful because it was it was a play in at the end of the half. Jack and it was my my flight my flight that was helping him out. <laughs> you know, it was it was that play at the end of the half where he threw it to Tyreek Hill and Tyreek tried to play hero ball, thinking that he was gonna you know. Eli Apple was like, nope, stop it right there. <laughs> stop your little fast ass right, right here. But shout out to the shout out to the Bengals for even like adjusting their defensive. Well, because like a lot of people said, a lot of people was like, you know, the minute they got, they they stopped them at the half, they were like, yo, they kept that momentum. Like they kept themselves hyped for that momentum because they was like, yo, like we got them. Right. We got them. It's like, funny because uh at the the first half, the Bengals were playing the coverage that oh this is this is the blueprint against the Chiefs. They were playing that two man shell mm-hmm. where you got cover two basically, and you have to play patient, attack the sides of the of the field, and also do checkdowns. They were exploiting his patience, but we sh- we saw in the Bills game that he was patient enough. He will take those reads. So in the second half, what they did was they changed it up. They started doing more zone blitzes. They started pressuring with just the four up front, yeah. and they started changing the looks. And it's funny because. Just two, three years ago, didn't he say, oh, yeah, I'm finally starting to read defenses better. Yeah. But then, come lo and behold, when they switch it up on you, and surprisingly, the Chiefs didn't make any adjustments. That's what I found funny. I'm yeah. like, how are you not responding to the pressure they're bringing through through uh, through these different gaps now? Like, they're mm-hmm. it's just... It was I think, unfortunate. I think like they said, like, the Chiefs just got cocky. You know? Yeah, they you just, say like, that. We're just a super... Team can't nobody stop us or something right. like that. You know what I mean? We got the best quarterback in the league. We got the best offensive players in the league and all this other stuff like that. Their defense is crappy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but offensively, they can score with anybody. If you get into the, that 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 scoring match with them, you know, usually you know you feel like nine times out of ten you want might you might want to go with Mahomes or whatever like that. But the fact that the uh, the Bengals, like I said, they changed their coverage, they changed their defensive scheme, was able to exploit. What did he say? I, I, was, I was watching a um, podcast or something like that. And it was just like, they, they, they use their strengths against them. Right. They use their strengths against them. And then it's like, you know, now you, you see their weaknesses and stuff like that. And Mahomes just pretty much just, just you know, cracked under pressure and stuff like that. And, then, you know, like I said, Joe Burrow from snap to the final final play, it was just like I said, Joe, what do you call him? Joe Cool. Yeah. He was just cool, calm under pressure, that whole thing. And, they no. they said they said that he's and we were we were slightly talking about it earlier today, because um, Skip was saying it. You know, he he's got a lot of Brady esque in him. Like he got a lot of that. <laughs> he got a lot of that. You know, he's calm under pressure type of thing. How they portray Brady to be. Mm-hmm. So, um, but speaking of Burrow, uh, with this run that he's had. And a lot of people are, you know, praising him now. Yes. Is he a part of that now elite quarterback conversation? How is he not? Just saying, because some people might not put him in that conversation right now. They might say he's on the cusp of it. But if he wins the Super Bowl, it's a wrap. Like, he's he's there. Even disregarding next week, as of right now, who is definitely above Burrow? Definitely. Can you even say Rodgers, considering how his season ended? No, I'm talking about, see, me, I'm looking at it from a from the young quarterback All perspective. Right. Okay, so even amongst have, them. 
you have the Joshes, you have Pat, you have Lamar Jackson, Lamar, Herbert, Justin Herbert, Herbert, Derek, uh, Dave, is it Derek Carr? David Carr. Dave, David Carr. David Carr. He can ball. No, Derek, Derek Carr. Carr. Derek Derek Carr. But he's also in his 30s now. He's 31, I think. 31, 32. Trevor Lawrence. Oh, yeah. You know. Let's see what happens with that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they got, they got, they got Philly Deshaun. specials. I coach. forgot about Deshaun, yeah, Deshaun Watson. Watson. Kyle yeah. Murray. Yeah. yeah. Murray. So, it's one of those, like, is Burrow in that? But, oh, you know, I was talking about that. It's more so like AFC, because he was talking about the AFC. Because he was saying AFC is deep in yeah. quarterbacks. It's deep. So, right now, like, to me, Joe Burrow, I felt, I thought he had that sauce season one, his first year, his rookie year. I'm like, yo, he got it. It's just, you know, Cincinnati need to clean some things up, get the pieces, get the right things around him. And he got it, like, within, like, two years. Right. You know what I mean? So, I think Joe Burrow is, I mean, he don't got no line, but, you know. He ain't really yeah. got no line, but he's still, <laughs> he's still finding a way to win and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, um... Shoot, I think Joe Burrow, just quarterback, those young quarterbacks in general say, what do you want to say, like 25 and under around there? Well, there's not that many that are under 25. Because Josh is, I think, 25. Mahomes is only one year older than Burrow. Yeah. Not that many under 25. Well, in, in their 20s. Let's just Fair say enough. That. Okay, in their 20s. Yeah. Fair in enough. In their 20s. I, well, you know, I can't even, I, I was going to throw Deshaun in there, but Deshaun didn't play. So until I, see Desha- Desha- until I see Deshaun play again, but you can't really throw him in there. Still better than half the Still better than half the You can't throw him in there because he hasn't played. Still better than Kirk Cousins. Still better than Dak. Oh, shoot. Oh, we've had him on Dak. <laughs> they ain't they 30? No, you know, he's 28. No. He's 28. He played like nah. he's 30, though. Nah, I, you know, I like I like Dak. I like Dak, but I don't, I don't know. He's he a cowboy. I think he, you got to get him he, out of Dallas. He's, he's not the problem. He's like, not. He might, right. I think if you put him in, like, Pittsburgh or something like that, he'd probably do better. Something like a system like that, like a team, like an organized franchise like that, you yeah. probably do better. But he'd do Dallas great with the Niners, theoretically Niners. speaking. Yeah, but he got Trey Lance. So. Nope. Trey, you know, we but he, he turned out though. Right, we got to see how he's going to turn, he turn out. So, but um, yeah. So I mean, for me, I will. I've been Burrow, like even LSU winning, yeah. having the having the greatest season college ever. season ever. Ever. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but uh no exaggeration. Right. So I I feel that way. You know, I feel like he he's in the elite class, Super Bowl or not, you know. So if he won a Super Bowl where that where do you think that <sighs> if he wins one. Erect a statue in his name. He's right underneath he's right underneath Pat. Bro, do you the think he might Bengals? be slightly better than Pat? A Bengals. As far as like who you who you want, I would who would you want under pressure? Burrow. Burrow got no O line, and he's faced the number. Uh, he's faced three top ten defenses in the past month and a half. I go Burrow because he's so like he don't. I have never seen him get rattled. Man got sacked nine times against a really good defense, and did not get rattled at all. You know, and all he did was just like, all right, got into sack nine times, but never turned the ball over which is rare that you see a quarterback get sacked nine times and not one turnover, not a fumble, not a nothing. And so. he led the league in interceptions in the regular season, which yeah. is crazy. Because oh, then in the postseason, like, they're none to be found. I just thought about that. You noticed that we did not mention Baker, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to mention how that division is the reason why he's so good. And then I was like, oh, they're not to defend Baker. I'm not doing Baker, that. No. 
Ba- like like I I've been saying, Joe Burrow is what they thought Baker was going to be. <laughs> right, but yes, that's that small quarterback. Yeah. You know, that, those small guys and he got that he got the attitude. It's just Cleveland, man. I think Cleveland got that Cleveland got a curse, man. You know, but shoot, you know, there's a other team in Ohio that's that's like, yo, man, we we back. We got our boys. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you know. Um, a team based in Ohio mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl, and so is Odell Beckham. Come to find out, it ain't the Browns. <laughs> it was, yeah. <laughs> it's the Bengals the and Browns OBJ and the Rams. The Browns got a really good team. If they just had a quarterback. They just underachieved on both sides of the ball, unfortunately. I'm they had, if they had, I told you about me. You talked about this. I said they had Josh Allen. He'd probably be in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, Oof. yeah probably. Yeah, definitely. And y'all and y'all will be so pissed off at oh. Baker. <laughs> <laughs> Baker wouldn't survive in Buffalo. Yeah. Baker be right on Allentown. Allentown <laughs> just getting fucked up. Probably right. Probably, but um. Do y'all want to give y'all Super Bowl predictions? I mean, I it's so I'm a I'm a betting man. Charles knows of this about me. Yeah, I, I follow these spreads religiously. I've had to be careful because my sister works at FanDuel now, so I can't like talk to her about sports at all whatsoever. It's actually illegal to bet not with someone living under the same roof as you as they work in any of these places. But I've seen that the point spread has been going up and down. At first, it was at. Right after the championship games finished, it was about like three, two and a half. And as of today, right now, it's at four and a half. Uh, Rams being favored. My only thing is, ever since Burrow said, I'm tired of the label as underdogs, I thought he was capping against the Chiefs. And uh, <laughs> I, I, want, I want Stafford to win one so bad because I love Stafford. I love OBJ. Von Miller's doing nasty things. You know, Eric Weddle. Said, fuck it one more time. And then, then, you know, I love Sean McVay. I want to say Rams. I want to say Rams. But I love Joey B. I love Joe. But I'm I'm, I'm going to stick with Rams. I uh, Matthew Stafford deserves this. 13 years of despair in Detroit. No, 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 no. That's alliteration, by the way. Despair in Detroit. And um, hell, that's the closest thing to a Super Bowl they're getting. I mean, it's Matthew Stafford. <laughs> And the city of Cincinnati, which is pretty close to Mich- Detroit, Michigan. That's 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 about it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm gonna go Rams, Bengals, thirty-one twenty-eight. Thirty-one twenty-eight. Oh, you giving out scores too? As I gotta bet the line, and I'm, I, I think I'm gonna take the points. I'm gonna take the points. I think it'll be a close game. Burrow's too good. Stafford's hot. Defenses are fun to watch. Aaron Donald. Is probably the one X factor because the Bengals don't have an Aaron Donald, and he's a game changer. He got this dude, uh, Hickerson, I think it's something. Hendrickson from the Saints that yeah. my Saints let go because they're a bunch of buffoons. <laughs> Wanted to sign Taysom Hill, yeah, yeah, he's pretty good. He was only the leading sack getter for the Saints last year. Yeah, you know, nothing I'm wreaking havoc with the Bengals now. It's all good. It's okay. What you got? I want to go Cincinnati because. It's, it's like the underdog. I love that underdog story. I always, like, I adore that, you know. And then it's kind of like I said, they got a kind of like a relationship with Buffalo, like I told you about. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, I like, I'm going to say they win one. We won one because obviously they never won a Super Bowl. Right. We never won a Super Bowl. So they won a Super Bowl. 
We still ain't getting one, so you know what I mean. <laughs> we still ain't got one, but like I said, I just like I just think you know it's it's a small guy, mm-hmm. it's a little guy, you know what I mean. So I'm always going to cheer for the for the little guy, and I really, honestly, really, it's not like I'm so like I just caught on the wave of Joe Burrow. Like I really like this kid, you know what I mean. Like this dude is a baller, you know. The one thing about Matt Stafford, you were talking about Detroit. I was like, you you can take you can take. Matthew Stafford out of Detroit, but you can't take the Detroit out of Matthew Stafford. So if, if the Rams better hope that Detroit Matthew Stafford don't show up and that they get L.A. Matthew Stafford, L.A. Matthew Stafford has been balling this year. I would love to see. Oh, either way, this is going to be a good. So I'm going to really enjoy the Super Bowl. Right. You know, um, I, like I said, I, 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 I adore Odell Beckham. Um, I'm glad to see he's back into the, to get kind of get back into the mix and stuff like that before a while he, you know, he was like I said, one of the top five receivers in top the league. Three. Top he three, had the best four season yeah. stretch out of any receiver ever. Mm-hmm. Then it just, just fell down, you know, crashed down and just got right back up. You know, like I said, big Von Miller fan. I think Aaron Donald. If anything, if the Rams win, Aaron Donald might mess around and get MVP that game because I think he's going to wreak havoc. He's on. Pro- if I were to check, he's probably the favorite to get it. To be honest, right? So, <laughs> you know, Behind either way. Either way, it's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good game. But I'm well. My heart. I'm going with Bengals. Uh, I, man. <laughs> All I can think about is he got sacked nine times by the Titans. By the ti- by Tennessee. Titans got a good defense. They Je- do, but Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, like <laughs> the, they got a triple team with this man. Just because right. he's good, on the field. Good offensive lines double team him regularly and he still gets sex. And the Bengals ain't got no line. <laughs> <laughs> when I t- when what what's that what's that line Shaq be saying? Barbecue chicken? Right. <laughs> oh man. That man, Aaron Donald gonna be looking at that line like, oh man, I'm about to tear and it's in your- LA. I'm and it's in LA. Oof. Oh man. As much as it pains me to like go against this team because I've been rooting for them since they got in, and it's Burrow, I gotta go with the Rams. What if, what if Joe Burrow come in with the mean drip though? Because we saw if Joe Burrow Burrow pull up. Listen, if Burrow pull up, bets are off. With the with 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 the Joe Namen Mink. <laughs> If he pull up with the Joe name and Mink, I'm done. I'm like, you know what? That's our off. They winning. Bengals by 50. By 50. <laughs> you know what's crazy is that you can't even say that both these teams kind of slid by. Like, Matt Mahomes had to do the game of the century against Josh Allen, and Stafford had to retire Brady. Like, they, they ain't just like... I mean, granted, the Rams did face Arizona. Yeah, we know. They were... Falling apart, they got one Cowboys win, which counts as half a win because it's the Cowboys. So yeah, we know we know that. And then the, I would say the Raiders is good competition because the AFC West is tough, but it was right. definitely the weakest opponent the Bengals face. Mm-hmm. But they both had like uphill cl- uh, mountains to climb yeah. on the oh, way to yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. No, no, so, no, like no, they're no, both they're both from the best of well, the best divisions in football. Both teams, both teams mm-hmm. got hot quarterbacks. Both teams got receivers that. Blow my mind. Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> Triple crown receiver on one end, on the other. An obvious rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year, and possibly just 
flat out offensive player of the year. Like, oh man, battle of the receivers. The X factor though, I'm, I'm for for the Rams. I think is OBJ. I think Odell gonna be the X factor. He's been trending up for the past four or five games. Yeah, I, I just I feel I. Both teams got offensive. Yeah, Both no. teams got great offensive players. You could argue the Bengals have better depth at receiver. Oh, yeah. Joe, oh, you got yeah. Joe Mixon at running back who can catch out the backfield. You got uh, Higgins. Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins. Yep, the, t- t- the tight end is out, unfortunately. Yeah. What's but, the guy? I don't know. The Uzoma, I believe. Yeah. 87. But I think, I think arguably, this is going to be one of the best Super Bowls. You know, not just off of the, the, uh, um, the player, like the, the teams itself. I mean, I just think that this Super Bowl in, in a whole is going to be... Agreed. Both both offenses are really exciting because um, the Bengals, they just go deep. They, they, it's almost backyard football-ish. Mm-hmm. They just say, yo, Jamar Chase back there, fuck it, <laughs> sling it. <laughs> and the Rams, they're a bit more methodical because Sean McVay is like an offensive genius, but is basically abuse Cooper Cup inside the numbers. And then... Oh, you got OBJ as a luxury out on the outside. Like Stafford is gonna have fun. Bengals, uh, Burrow is gonna have fun. Yeah, this game gonna be. Then oh. the halftime show. Then you got killer halftime show. Oh man! That but what if it come down nuts. to a field goal? It will owe my money. If it's a Bengals kicker, it is. You got to go Bengals kicker. That's why you draft a kicker. By the way, the the Seahawks drafted a kicker and it didn't work. The Bucks drafted a kicker and it didn't work. It's not guaranteed to work, but. But this kicker. If you see the the Bengals Twitter page, (laughs) every time of the past three wins or two wins, they've been like, that's why you draft the kicker. Evan McPherson, bro. (laughs) Yeah. But you brought up, uh, you brought up the Rams to tire and Tom Brady, <laughs> and it's official. It's official. TB twelve is is calling it a career. Yeah. Um. What do you What do y'all guys think about his career? Well, um, I'm no longer. Oh, wow! Wow! It's uh, he's about as old as my playing. Uh, his playing career is about as old as me. I'm 22, <laughs> and he's he's been playing for 22 years. He was drafted in 99, and I was born in January 3rd of 2000, so his career is older than me by about six months. Yeah, it's the end of an era. I'm graduating college, and it finally, Father Time finally said, all right, bro. It was Father and Time. Yeah, to be honest, it wasn't even Father Time. It was <laughs> mother and wife Giselle. But, um, I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a hack. He's... He's hack. I mean, 10 Super Bowls appearances, but like, and in none of them, he stunk up the second Rams one, but like stunk up is a, is a bit too much. He, it was a defensive battle, right. but he had a game winning drive in it as well. And then you just no denying that while the first three Super Bowls, it was mostly a Belichick thing, but those last three with the Patriots, it was a Tom thing. Mm-hmm. Like Man- Manning went out. Kind of fell off a cliff that last season, unfortunately. Brock Eisweiler is never someone you want to replace you. Big Ben's last two seasons were yikes. He couldn't throw it past, like, his backyard, from his backyard. And then, it's actually, Phillip Rivers kind of didn't. He had a pretty good outing, considering the other member of his draft class, Eli Manning. Yeah. Bench for Geno. And- Y'all took him out, right? <laughs> Y'all took him out, right? Phillip Rivers? <laughs> yeah. I think so, yeah. 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 Yeah, So 
Yes, the end of an era. All, all the quarterbacks of of yesteryear are gone. Yeah. Now our our sages are Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. So as a youngin, I, I was growing up with Trevor Lawrence. Technically, growing up with Mahomes, but when I was eight, when I was seven, and I wasn't yet a fan of football, I still knew who Tom Brady was. All the other names would have never known who they were, but Tom Brady, I knew. Now that's just by allure alone at the age of seven. It's, I still felt the impact. Now, you don't know this, but my ooze right here. Yes. You and Tom have the same birthday. Yeah, which oh. I didn't notice. <laughs> wow. But when I found this out, I was, it was kind of weird. It was, was bittersweet. It was bittersweet because I was hurt about it. Because <laughs> I, I was, I'm a Bills fan. And he terrorized my team. I think he just showed his. It was he's like thirty three and like three against us, like some crazy stat like that, right? Yeah. And and I was like, damn, like this dude has always and we over. Like I said, every time we played New England, it was always you might as well catch them two games off. <laughs> you get New England, he's gonna, he's gonna lose, right? So that was always the thing, or whatever. But like I said, he, me and him share the same birthday, and you know we're we're Leo men, you know we're Leos. So I'm just like, I can't really hate you like that, you know what I mean? Because like you my you my brethren, you know what I mean? You my brethren <laughs> in, this, in this thing. So I'm like, you know, he a winner. And I'm like, I want to be like, I want, I want to be a winner too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I was just like, dude, I can't, I can't really hate him. But it's like, I've I grown to respect him. Right. I've grown to respect him. It's like, you can't hate somebody that that's that great. You can't does hate that, that does what he does, especially in football. That's unheard of to do what he did. To go to what he said, 10 Super Bowls. He went to three, and he had that stretch where he didn't win one, but it seemed like, all oh, it might be over, mm-hmm. you know? And then to go to win three more after that, and then leave leave your 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 team that you've been with for, like, 20 years Twenty years to go to a new team. Your first year winning Super Bowl? During a pandemic. During a pandemic. I, I don't want to sound like Skip when he does that, when he be <laughs> no like... OTAs. Right, like... Practicing in the park when it wasn't allowed. If I'm to do that. Everybody had the same circumstances, right? Mm-hmm. True. You know what I mean? And he went on and got it done. You know what I mean? And it seemed like, to, to me, I just felt like Tom has won the divorce with Bill Belichick. You know what I mean? Like, he's won the divorce, and now he's going to just sell off in the sunset. I mean, it sucks for him losing. You want to see, like, a guy like that go out on top, whatever like that. But, right. you know, like... It's, it's just time to hang him up. You know, he probably could have played another three more years and stuff like that. But like I said, that's a lot of toll. That's just a lot, especially as a quarterback. It's better to have an Elway retirement than a Manning one. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. And like they said, like the, the, the quarterbacks that we grew up, the traditional quarterback is no longer. You know, it's no longer. It's the mobile, crazy arm, strength, whatever, like that. Yeah, the stuff. runners who can sling it like a yeah. rocket. Yep. Right. So you got quarterbacks hurtling over guys, doing spin moves, crossing over and stuff like that. It's just, just crazy. You got a guy that, 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 that after he wins, he smokes a, you know, a cigar and all that stuff like that. It's crazy. Like we're living in wild times, but it's like I like these crop of guys. I like these. Guys. In fact, there's I forget his name, but um, Colin Coward. He was talking to Greg Cosell about some of the quarterbacks coming up, and there was one who was a pure pocket passer, and he was being dinged for it. Like, I imagine 20 years ago, if a, po- a pocket passer, he would have, yo, we got to take him in the first round. This guy is seen as like a fourth, fifth round project, and it's just because he can't move. Right. And like, th- that's the times we're in now. And 
we moved out of the Tom Brady times, but uh, Tom Brady aged like fine wine even during that transition. Crazy because he still couldn't move, but he so, could sure right. move. That I think home. he got a. I think he got a thousand yards in rushing. <laughs> he does. I think he, he got does. a thousand in rushing. <laughs> he does. <laughs> this is a, you know. But um, so there's been this there's been this talk about is he the greatest football player? Now, my brother who was supposed to be on this. He was supposed to be on this pod because um, he he was he made that stat like not that he agreed, but he said, pump your brakes. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say he's the greatest player. And me and you talked about it, Moises, and I believe I was like, he's the greatest winner. Yep. Like, he's the greatest winner. In my opinion, the greatest winner, Tom Brady. The greatest athlete, in my opinion, football got to go Randy Moss. I'll go Randy. I'll go Randy. I know that'll piss a lot of people off. I'm going to go Randy. You think Dion? A lot of people would have said Jerry. Dion up there too. Dion Dion too. LT. Mm -hmm. He's like the most controversial, I think. I won't say controversial. I will say he's, he's like top three feared players. Top three? Yeah. Who's more feared than LT? You got Ray Lewis. You got Sean Taylor. God rest, God rest Sean Taylor. People were afraid of Sean Taylor. I'm not denying that. It's just <laughs> LT, bro. I know LT was MVP. LT, LT, LT destroyed uh, Bill Sims' leg. How how many <laughs> careers in coaching did LT spawn for DCs, bro? True. Bill Belichick. True. True. Was he getting a job if it wasn't for LT? Best leader. Oh, that then that's that's a Tom Brady Ray Lewis thing right there. I was yeah. about to say it's one A one B right there. <laughs> what would you put JJ Watt up there as a great leader? I feel like he got he got like some leadership skills out. Leadership skills, yes, but it's some you you know you know you know Ray my boy. Yeah. So I'm always I'm not putting him over Ray. I'm just saying like yeah. he's kind of like he just seems like in leadership. Yeah, you. but unfortunately, like. Play does factor into leadership to some degree. Yeah. He was a beast. JJ Watt was a beast. The injuries just like he wasn't Injury available to be a leader for yeah. them. And also the Texans ownership and franchise and organization sucks. But you know, <laughs> mostly the injuries kind of robbed JJ Watt of that ability to have a Aaron Donald esque career. Cause that was a path he was on. Yeah. I but, mean I mean, I feel like Tom's the greatest quarterback. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. So well, you said is the greatest football player? Yeah. I still have to go LT. I'm sorry. It's I mean, born in New York City, all I could do was see the highlights, and that's all I needed to see. And then you got a lot of players who will say LT is like the best thing they'd ever seen. And uh-huh. it's like, I mean, I mean, I feel like the ultimate goal is to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so it's to win the Super Bowl to go to ten, win what eight, seven, seven, seven. That's he has more rings than franchises. He got more rings than yep. franchises, dude. <laughs> oh, That's scary stat, by the way. He has more win playoff wins with the Buccaneers than the, than the Cowboys, Cowboys have in the last like, 25 years. Like 20 some years. <laughs> 25. It's ridiculous. It's, so it's um, like I mean, even great winners. Jimmy Garoppolo is a winner. <laughs> Commanders, Eagles, Chiefs, Saints, Packers, and then all the Cowboys got is Detroit, Seattle, 
I don't even remember the third one. Oh, God. When was that one? Green Bay. Was it Green Bay? Because they lost the Des Cotic game. They lost that one. It I was, know Dak is one in three in the playoffs. And then Romo, he's probably one. He's probably I, one thought the they beat the, one. I thought they beat the Packers. No, they, they lost the Des Cotic game. Cause no, they were, but they played another game, too. No, remember the Packers also beat them in the 31 oh, that was to the 30. That was yeah, Mason crossbar. crossbar, Skip famously proclaimed it. Yeah. Whatever. Point being, Tom Brady in two years and Joe Burrow in one year shows you quarterback can ride a ship. And though I don't think there was anyone who righted a wronger ship than Tom Brady, because Bill Belichick was definitely about to get fired. And Tom Brady most definitely caused a lot of quarterbacks. Other teams did not win Super Bowls. Think about a lot of the teams that today. Sorry to cut you off, but yeah. you know what today marks, right? And in the anniversary of the 20, 20, 20, was it 23? Uh, 28 to 3. 20, 20 to 3. Now. Falcon's worst nightmare. Yeah. Now. You were present when a former friend of ours, mm-hmm. y'all, y'all went to 716. Yeah, we went to 716. And I remember the voicemail you left. I wish I had that voicemail yeah. so saved. Because you... You 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 couldn't be petty at that moment. Yeah, because you were you were you were being a good friend. I was being a good associate. I was being a good friend, good associate, whatever you want to call it. At the time, you were being a good friend. Oh yeah, I, I was being a good, a, a good I, brother. I want I want to you know because it was it was it was, heart, it was heartbreaking to see that you know it was a surprise. It was a, that probably was the greatest Super Bowl I ever watched. Probably hands down. <laughs> whether I wanted it to be petty or not, that was the greatest <laughs> Super Bowl I ever seen. I never seen nothing like that in my entire fucking life. But then you got in the car. Yeah, but once I left, I ate food <laughs> and everything like that. I gave people hugs. That's unwind. Yeah. And, and and I walked to my car. I was really just like, it was just like I was just <laughs> person. I just I felt like Tom Hardy, like Venom. I'm just like, like I'm just like, it's coming out, it's coming out. You know. So I got to my car. I called Charles and I let it rip, dog. I was like, I think I just got all voicemail, bro. I was, like, I was like, dude, I was like, you went and you went as far as to say, I still remember it. He went as far as to say, I want to thank Dory <laughs> because she had the jersey on. She had a yeah, she had a Falcons jersey on. Oh, and man. I was like, that woman is a plague amongst the team and stuff like that. I'm surprised that my bills is doing so good right now. You know, you know, like, listen, I'm just like, dude, that was, that was the great. I said, like I told you, I said, the Falcons got to win five Super Bowls in a row. They got to go undefeated each year just to get that off of the record. You, you, there's no, there's no, I don't even care if they win a Super Bowl. But it was like their record was like, it was like, I don't know. It was like 12 and what, whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? No, you gotta you gotta go no twelve and five, right? Yeah, I think it's, four, like, it's, like, it's like seventeen games. It's sixteen. Back then it was sixteen, 16. so they're in twelve and four. Yeah. So number one seed in the in the They gotta NFC. be number one seed, sweep everybody, go to the Super Bowl and murder. Murder. I don't care who it is. You gotta murder that team. And you gotta go five of them bad boys. And instead they completely collapse and like the twenty fourteen Seahawks never recovered. That's what happened when you try to Somebody hate the guy. You try to make that boy. Matt, you ain't that boy. Matt wasn't that boy. Right. 
It wasn't even Matt Ryan's fault. I mean, you could have run the ball sometimes. That's I guess. what they tried to make. They tried to make. But that defense, bro. Matt Ryan, that boy. That he defense. He ain't that boy. That defense, bro. And that's that, what happened. That defense in that running game disappeared. Yeah. But you so, know what, Tom Brady? You fuck got the Falcons. I'm sorry. <laughs> True. <laughs> but Tom Brady got so many people jobs. That's the one thing about about quarterbacks as like under, it's not it's underappreciated. Mm-hmm. Just how good you make average average coaches and bad coaches look. Because the the most notorious one, the most criminal one, is Bill O'Brien. How the hell did he get a job? Because he yelled at Tom Brady once, and like you see what he did with the Texans. You see he's recovering his reputation with 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 Alabama just to lose it in the championship game. But um. And then you can go Eric Mangini, you can go Charlie Weiss, Josh McDaniels, who had an awful stint with the Broncos and then skirted the Colts when he already assembled the staff. I mean, great quarterbacks get bad and average coaches good jobs. And hell, you can say Matt Patricia, he was a DC, but with Tom Brady as quarterback, never losing games makes your defense look good. So props to Brady, bro. If you can get bad coaches good jobs. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that I'm so glad you said that A lot of bad coaches I could be referring to See, you're good in this You're good in this You're good in this Because you just You just segued Perfect It was a segue Hit us Coaching Mm. Mm. (laughs) Mm. Of a certain Coaching Nature Yes So this week the first day, February 1st of Black History Month, Brian Flores files a lawsuit against the NFL, the Miami Dolphins, the Denver Broncos, and the New York Football Giants under the terms of practicing racism, racist, as their hiring practices. Hiring practices. Mm-hmm. And this has led to this, to the open conversation. I mean, Brian Flores has been on CNN. He's been on CBS, CBS, ESPN. He's been everywhere. He's been everywhere. He's been, he's been making his runs, his rounds. And I can't help but to watch, look at certain stats and, Posts that people were making um, addressing this matter. And I kind of was like, I'm going to keep my thoughts to myself because I have a platform that I want to speak what I how I feel about the situation. Um, but I want to get from y'all, from you two, y'all thoughts on the situation. I would prefer to go last because I have a lot to say about the Giants, so... Because you, yeah, okay. unfortunate Giants <laughs> fan, yeah. So, I, well, okay, I can start <laughs> this off. Well, first of all, <laughs> the Miami Dolphins are idiots. Agreed. Stupid team, Agreed. stupid franchise. You tried to pay this man <laughs> money to purposely lose games, so y'all could get better draft picks. This man, and listen, the man went to Miami in a in a in a, in a situation that wasn't like the team, but the defense was awful. It was awful. The quarterback, they, they really, you know, they, they really want to. I think he was. He was trying to get uh, Herbert. 
Yeah, do you remember one her, when that one season where Fitzgerald was like, or Fitzgerald, uh, Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick yeah. he was just like randomly jerked out and like nobody saw it coming and then Tua started playing? Yeah. And, and he started then, winning. And then now it makes sense as to why you approached Brian Flores about wanting to lose because they were on a roll at that point and all of a sudden you jerked Fitzpatrick out. Sorry, it's just a revelation. It just, it just came into my mind. It, well, they was talking about that on Undisputed. They brought that up how... They found it to be interesting that, you know, you got Fitz and Fitz was doing his thing and then they was just like, oh, bring two in. <laughs> like, and the players are saying it too. They're like, yeah. like, yo, like this is not the time to rebuild. Like, we actually started winning games after right. starting 0-3. Oh, yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, they were actually doing. Yeah, this was um last year because yeah. his first year, it, it was just Fitzpatrick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. and, and by the way, no one mentions this, but... um. Stephen Ross, who is the one who allegedly off, uh, offered to incentivize Brian Flores 100K for losing a game. Did y'all know that he's a part-time owner of a sports book? <clears throat> yeah. And he was incentivizing his coach to lose games, being part owner of a sports book in Miami. <clears throat> Did I know that? <clears throat> and also, by the way, Jimmy Haslam, Another guy who was involved in a fraud case and he had to settle by paying millions of dollars to said clients is another guy who viciously attacked Flores just like Stephen Ross did. Some of these owners are uh, in the Twilight Zone. <laughs> it's not that they're in the Twilight Zone, but they're, you know, when you're when you're a millionaire and some are billionaires, you know, they yeah, feel more like... More so billionaires, all of them billionaires. Not, not no. owners. Owners? Yeah. Mark Davis is owners? is the poorest billionaire. Football teams? Yeah, Mark Davis. Owners. Is the, he's the poorest billionaire of all 32. Billionaires. Mark, Mark Davis, yeah. But he got billions, though. Yeah. He got a B. He's the poorest billionaire, but yeah. He, Still he, Bs, bro. He got billions, yeah. Still Bs. So, nah, but Miami, Miami's stupid, man. I just feel, I, like, I feel, you know, one thing I just want to say, just, I, I feel bad for the fans, you know, because as a fan, you got to think about it. Your team is purposely sabotaging your coach or whatever based on because you, you color whatever to lose and you paying your hard-earned money to go get a ticket to go to these games, drive into these games, getting jerseys, merchandise. You spending all this money. Whether you black or white, you got to be upset about that. You spending your hard-earned money for your team not to put out the best product to purposely set y'all up to fail just so you can fire this dude so you can go get the coach that you want and possibly still fail after that. Because you got somebody that's some, some dude, some dude that might not got no coaching experience, no nothing. Whatever. You know, Brian Flores, at least he was winning in Miami. He was winning. Somehow. He was winning. Somehow he Somehow. was winning in Miami. Now, he was getting this thing. He was getting this thing done, and it didn't matter. Yeah, the it, Dolphins didn't. And make they the were playoffs. impressive streaks of winning. Yeah, they, they didn't make the playoffs. Okay, but I'm Somehow. like, like you said, you got. But think about like the AFC. The AFC has gotten better. It's deep. They right. went ten and six and didn't make the playoffs somehow. The Bill, you got in their division is the Bills, Patriots, season. Dolphins, right? Then you know NFC North is Browns. Not it's damn near all four teams: Browns, Bengals. Ravens, Steelers can make the playoffs. AC West, you got four teams that could probably make the playoffs. If Denver had a quarterback, 
you know, there'll be a problem. Then you got the AFC South was really more so, well, if Deshaun was playing. Well, they're a dumpster fire. If you got the Deshaun was playing, brother, Deshaun made oh, shit you know, work Deshaun is something else. But he without- made shit work in Houston. And that's a shit fire of a franchise. So you got the Texans, Colts, Titans. Them three teams right there. That all the teams can make the playoffs. And by the way, the Texans did a black coach dirty too. They hired they, they did a black they coach hired for one a, year. But like, but like they I hired said, a fall man to play for one year to tank, and he you tanks got and your he still gets fired. Got rid of your best receiver. Got rid of your best defensive player. Got rid of all this stuff. Well, that was but Bill O'Brien. But yeah, I said that so. they, they, they purposely like sabotage. I feel like they personally sabotage the team when they have a black coach just so they can get some other guy in. But I'm saying as a fan. That gotta make you upset because it's just like whether it's just like the fact that I'm a fan, I pay my hard earned money. This team, this this this, this, this stadium and stuff gets paid out of my taxes. You know what I'm saying? And all this other stuff like that. And y'all purposely don't care and will just fire this dude or whatever like that. I'll just do all this stuff to set it up. And it's like it's just like, it's not, it's unfair to the fans. I feel like if you black or white as a fan, you should be upset. It's unfair to the league too. Uh, the yeah. thing is, head of coaches, the they their resumes work completely different than normal people. Normal people, you put your highlights on your resume. You leave your hot dumpster fires. You leave them out. You don't include them, and you put in your abilities, your talents, what's whatnot. With head coaches. You don't have that luxury. Your resume is on national television right. as an NFL head coach and college ones too. And the problem is. With these head coaches, they typically get shit jobs. They're expected to turn them around when they've got nothing to work with. And which is why it makes the Stephen Ross situation and the Giants one so frustrating because it's like, hold on. You already know that people like him have a tougher time acclimating and making the best out of a very poor situation. On top of that, you're incentivizing him to lose, which will be on his resume. And then that resume will be passed out to people when you do fire him, which he did. And they're going to see that you were losing. And because of that, the people that he represents, African-Americans and other minorities, is going to add on to that stigma that they can't coach. You yourself are enhancing the narrative because you lack the foresight to see what you are actually doing, not to just Brian Flores, but to who he represents. And that's my problem with the Giants. John Elway's a different thing, so I want to touch on, but the Giants. <sighs> what is it, 22 head coaches? 22 head coaches since since 1960s. And uh, it's so funny. Joy Taylor, uh, she was covering for Colin Coward on the Friday show. Eviscerated, though. Bro, she, she, <laughs> she, first of all, a beautiful woman. But her take is, moi, I felt exactly the same way. She was, and she, she, she what I liked was that she it brought herself into it. She says, yo, I'm a petty person. So I can kind of point out the pettiness in remarks. <laughs> And she pointed out to the end of the Giants statement where they quoted Brian Flores, said, oh, I understand that if, uh, part of your job is to make sure you're, you're taking the best candidate available. And the Giants, after that quote, they said, we did exactly that. And she says, yo, Giants, that's mad tone deaf. How do you say that? Unbeknownst to you, your history is a part of the problem. Mm -hmm. You've had 22 head coaches a lot of them bums. Some of them, okay. Two are great, which is Coughlin and Parcells. Right. Your past three have been offensive coordinators with zero head coaching experience. And it showed in the past six seasons not having 
more than six wins. Then you're going to come out and say, oh, that's exactly what we did. We hired the best man for the, for the job. I'm sorry, but Brian Dayball looked pretty. He was he did great things with Josh Allen, sure, but he also had zero head coaching experience because he was just an offensive coordinator for the Bills and the Patriots. Yeah, and by the way, stop hiring Patriots guys. Joe Judge didn't work for a reason. Like, come on. Besides that, the Giants and my stick, my my stick is really with John Mara. Have this issue where it's just like they just can't see like a two feet ahead of themselves. Like, you realize you have a, a, a foundational problem, but then you really don't want to actually take whatever resources possible to win them. You kind of just want to do it your way, which is why the Joe Shane hire as GM was incredibly, it was aggressively average. And then the Brian Dable hire, I want to get excited about it, but those Belichick texts left a poor taste in my mouth, man. Yeah. And honestly, I wanted Brian Flores as a head coach. First of all, he's from Brooklyn. He's a Brooklyn nigga. Come on. <laughs> what? And he's not even like he's some hood writer. So I'm like, yo, he's a thoughtful, intelligent, composed, complex human being. And he's tough. The Dolphins players fucked with him. Like, like come on. Look what he did to Tua. Look what he did with He Tua. made Tua there look good a, and he's there a DC. Was, there, Deshaun wanted to go play with. Flores. Flores. He's a New York fella, bro. Like, he's that's all here. he... He's like, yo, like, I want to play with him. Like, that's the only reason why Miami had the opportunity to get him, but they didn't want to. And it's just like... I, yes, ideally, you want to hire your best candidate, the best candidate out there. Yes, of course, obviously, independent of race. Problem is, most of these front offices just want to hire dudes that they feel will work with them. It's kind of like, that's why a person like John Harbaugh can get, or Jim Harbaugh, excuse me, can get hired at first. But then obviously when you find out, oh, this guy's kind of prickly, doesn't work. But like, get the foot in the door first. It, it, the, the perfect story is one with uh, Tomlin, right? They, the Steelers already had this one guy in mind. I forgot his name, apologies. But then someone was able to tell uh, Kevin Colbert, he recently retired, he was a GM for the Steelers, like, yo, there's this DC in Minneapolis. Go talk to him. Trust me, you'll love him. And uh, Dan Rooney, he's like, I bet. They go, and it's Mike Tomlin. He was a DC with the, uh, the Vikings. And they loved him so much that they had a conversation in Minnesota. Then they flew Tomlin and his wife out to Pittsburgh. And they had a conversation a week later. Boom, gets hired. Obviously, the Rooneys are white and Tomlin is black. See, that kind of story, unfortunately, is the exception. Because most times, you get GMs and owners who, that they're not actually really looking to be impressed by staff. They're looking to be impressed by black people. Whereas with their folk, those are just connections. What, what impressing you have to do? I'm already cool with you. So if I'm bringing you in, I knew I was going to bring you in. There's no impressing needed. Your resume is just kind of a nicety. With black head coaches, those resumes are a necessity. And that's the difference as to why it's obvious that, like, bro, like, we had four coaches, like, four years ago, black head coaches, and now it's just Tomlin. And by the way, it's kind of disappointing that Tomlin isn't really doing too much right now. Not necessary, but... I wanted to bring that up. I wanted to bring that up in the long run because, you know, it's, it's a... My take on this whole situation is 
It's unfortunate. I don't like it. You already know how 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 is. Yeah. <laughs> I I I had a feeling that the minute you seen all this happening, I was thinking in my mind that you saw was like, y'all had him, y'all had him. He was he was there like he just came back and y'all 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 NFL did again. Right. Like y'all y'all fumbled at the one. Right. <laughs> y'all, y'all, Atlanta Falcon, right? The game, right? You know, and as much as I, I, I want, and I am, I'm, compl- I am, I read the lawsuit, like I read, I read it, and it just is very detailed. Like when they, when he did, when he filed this lawsuit, it was like, yo, this is the history of y'all coaching, like y'all hiring practices. This is what y'all are doing. And me reading that, it infuriated me because I'm like, all right, like y'all, y'all really are, y'all pushing it. Like, I'm, I'm this close of being like, I'm back on it. I'm back on it. I'm back on the, the big NFL shield with the with the X going in, with the red X going in between yeah. them. Like, I'm done. The same league that had Jerry Richardson and uh, Daniel Snyder as owners in their but, league. Same league. But my thing is, it's just like, I've come to realize that n- maybe, hopefully, you know, this lawsuit will do something, right. will kind of invoke that change. But then it's me seeing comments like, I'm going to bring it up, our boy B, mm-hmm. his comment about the whole situation. Yeah. But he was being analytical. Right. Because he was bringing up numbers. Yeah. And it's like, this is not a numbers thing. Like, take the number shit out. Look at the facts that this man, regardless of what his record was, like, this man... Took this team. It was like 24 and like 25 or something like that. Like something right. like that. But he took this team in back-to-back seasons had winning record. You know, it might not. This season, they didn't make it to playoffs. But last year, they did. No, they should have had enough wins no. to make the playoffs. But for some funky reason, like the 2008 Patriots, he went 11-5 and missed the playoffs. The Dolphins unfortunately missed it at ten and six. Oh yeah, because that. So, but so it really it's weird. not a failing season, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm watching this, and I'm just like, all right. So I'm looking more so into the coaching, the hiring, the the fact that we have these umbrellas of coaches. We have the Eric, the um. Andy Reid tree. The mm-hmm. Belichick tree, the, the Parcells, tree. the Walshes, yes. the Landrys. We even have a Sean McVay tree now. Somehow. He has a tree. <laughs> he has a tree. Right? Taylor, LaFleur. But here's my problem that I personally have when he just said Mike Tomlin. Because he said Mike Tomlin's not doing anything. Not doing much. He's not doing much. He doesn't have a coaching tree. Mm. Like, you are... The like you are literally the voice 
of black coaches in the NFL. You are a staple as a black coach, which you, is rare. You are the pillar of black coaches. Never had a losing record. Never had a losing season. But your um, your tree doesn't have nothing. Like yeah, there's yeah, no, no bare fruit. There's nothing that you're doing to help push for more black coaches. Some of it falls in the Steelers because they're kind of like the Cowboys in that their staff is often insular, meaning that they like to bring in their own guys, develop their own guys, and if, in the front office too. And they don't but often go out. You, they but, stay tenured. But okay, but if the Rooney rule, sham that it is, is called this because of the Rooney family who owns the Steelers. Who were also sued by Johnny Cochran because of it, which is why the Rooney <laughs> rule is in existence as of now. So it's like, they praise the Steelers because, oh my God, like, all right, Rooney, but what are you doing? What exactly are you doing to to make this situation better? What is Tomlin doing to make it better? What hurts is you got good coaches like Flores and uh, Leslie Frazier not missing out. And then you've got stooges. No, 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 no. Stooges. You bring in. up Leslie Frazier. He's been in the league for a minute. You bring it up. Ass minute. You bring up Brian Flores. Let's talk about the one coordinator oh, who has me. 20. <laughs> be enemy. Who's had be enemy. 20 yep. interviews. Be enemy. And not hired one time. And you are arguably coaching. You're calling the plays for arguably the face of the NFL now. And by the way, the previous three offensive coordinators before BNME did not call plays and got jobs. Matt Nagy being one of them. It is a shame that, and I was watching the Pivot podcast, so this is where I'm getting it from. It is a shame that Bruce Arians is doing more for black coaches than Mike Tomlin. I said Bruce Arians is black. <laughs> To me, bro, <laughs> I see a white man with the shades and that Kango hat that he be wearing, man. I'm like, this is a brother. But think about uh, that. Bruce Aries is a brother. But think about that. He got that tan. <laughs> That's a brother. But think about that. Mm -hmm. He's doing more for the black coaches. I be thinking, what if Tomlin, what if Tomlin's scared? He's scared to lose his spot. Spot not not even lose his spot to lose his job because of like if I if I step outside of these these lines whatever like that that I have whatever like that I could lose my job I think and never coach in the NFL ever again I think it's more than that I think it's this Midwest ethos where they're just naturally more reserved and because of that it includes not just in in terms of football play calling and brand and marketing and stuff but in terms of uh, societal ethos it's kind of just we don't bring those kind of stuff up because it's toxic, it's conversationalist, it's controversial. Let's not go there. And I think Mike Tomlin being there for 15 years and being close with the front office, and he's also just a reserved person. Uh, reserved, not in words, because he's very eloquent and brilliant. So not in words or intelligence, but reserved in the fact that he's kind of he's kind of Tom Brady-ish, he's kind of Jordan-ish, where it's like, we I don't really want to talk much about those things. So... It's just why it hurts, because it's like, you don't have to speak out to contribute. But, like, 
Put your stamp on things. Like, support your statements. I can bet Tomlin himself had moments where he's like, this dude shouldn't be a coach. Or like, why do I have to go bounce all around to get a DC job? I think dudes I think unqualified guy. are jumping straight to becoming a head coach. I think the best guy for that, I, I think the one coach that I probably would have said, like, I think most definitely would have spoken up was Tony Dungy. Ah. Uh, I think Dungy, I well, think Dungy, Dungy would have brought up. up. They brought up Dungy in the lawsuit because they brought up how, you know, Dungy had his, Dungy was kind of exited out and then you have the successor, I don't want to call him a successor, but you have Gruden come in and reap the benefits of what Tony Dungy built. Yeah, but then, then Tony Dungy did get another opportunity with the Indianapolis Colts. Right. Uh, that's what I'm saying. As far as, like, speaking up for black coaches or something like that, I felt like if Tony... I mean, obviously, Tony Dungy can't... It's not going to coach anymore or everything like that, but you know, I think Tony Dungy would have been a guy that, you know, is, like, not Mike Tomlin, but... And his word is important because he's a very... Spiritual person, and he's religious, person. Yeah, I'm and he's like, well, and he's very soft spoken. Yeah. So like, he he kind of has a way with words where even if it's kind of scathing, it comes off as very soothing. And I just I, like, I just personally, I just really want to see more of them coming together, because yeah. like it just feels like Flores is kind of on his own on an island but by yeah. himself. I was, you know. And I get, I get that, you know, uh, Marvin Lewis. Yeah, I think uh, Marvin he Lewis. He came out and said something. Out, um, Hugh, Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson said something, said something as well. But it's like, you want more, you know? And, and that's why Brian Flores is doing this. He's like, yo, I want more people to come out. If Eric the Enemy was like, yo... Let me tell y'all something. Just talk about one of your interviews. Just Yeah. If <laughs> he just, just shed about light one. on that. But then it's that it's it's like you said it's that fear, yeah. You know, like if I do this, it's I, a rap, right? It's a rap. You know what I mean? Because like, like they say nothing. Like when when they say yo, protect the shield at all costs. But you know, but you know what it got? What what would it change all this shit? If the, if the shield this if this okay, I understand it's, it's black it's black folks we not getting them opportunities. But let this would have been. LGBT community. Oh boy, they they want to talk about they would change. They would hire all all them coaches. Half of the, the coaches would be what in, in that group. Be would have been hired. You know what I mean? That's like the group, like the probably like the one group they probably would have feared if like they would have got something like that would happen. You know what I mean? But unfortunately, like I said, it's black coaches. It's like they don't really care. They just look at it as like, eh. Whatever, like we don't really care about y'all, but I can think. I think if it was the LGBT community, something like that, he probably would have been listening. Especially two of the pockets would have got uh, threatened. Yeah, he would have listened, bro. And again, this only hurts even worse because we've seen egregious, egregiously bad coaching, aka Mike McCarthy and Urban Meyer. Granted, he, he's not a bad coach, Who? but Urban Meyer, college coach, I'll say college, yes. But I was about uh, to say because he's he's. Being a being a coach <laughs> in the NFL, you're leading men, yep. right? And in, in my personal opinion, just like how they say, like you want representation, we have this conversation with 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 school. Um, the league is made up of seventy percent 
black minorities. Yeah, like 73%. 70% minorities. Yeah. Minorities specifically. Black people, I believe it was around 60, 65. But. So you, you have that, and then you have these white coaches. You can't really talk or try to relate to the plight of what a black man's going through, like the psyche that he's going through, the fact of, yo, not only do I have to provide for myself, I got, some people got like a city on their back. Right. You know, some people got, I mean, shoot, the family. This is speaking of the family. No, general, that's what like, I'm saying. Like the family. Yeah, then the family. some people got like, yo, like the city's right. rooting for you, whatever the case may be. And that's a lot of pressure. They not going to be able to really relate to that because it's like mom and dad gave me. You know, we came from a good, you know, whatever. Right. Good the, coaching, good the, the coaching cycle is more of a, I know you from the, from the uh, golf club. And by the yeah. way, a little known, a uh, little thing that's underplayed in the NFL as well. Most of these coaches, a lot of nepotism is at play here. Uh, someone read a stat where it's like 40 or 60% of the jobs held in the NFL, uh, coaching and coordinating, they're related to other coaches previously who've been in the NFL. Hell, look at the Patriots. They got, he got two of his kids in that bitch. Yeah. He got the DC as his son, uh, Bill Belichick's son, Steve is in there. Obviously Shanahan with his son. And by the way, Mike Shanahan is also an unofficial confidant of the Niners. He's, he's always in the room with Lynch and he is. Uh, Kyle. He is. McVay's dad was a coach. Nick Saban's dad was a coach. Bill Belichick's dad was a coach. Like and you got a lot like, of these people who are related to each other. And it's, it's like this incestuous blood feud between guys. And it's like, yo, I can't let new blood in. Like, what's going on? Well, it's also the, the principle of like, you know, I'm, I'm watching it. And I agree. Like, it is this whole cycle. And then I see how the NFL is kind of like, the, the, the league, like the office, it's like we, we have diversity in our... Yeah, the NFL is actually good <laughs> with diversity. We it's have diversity. The owners. the owners is the ones that's like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. I ain't going to worry about... The NFL is very diverse. Obviously, the NFLPA, it's uh, Demory Smith. He's the president of the NFLPA. Mm-hmm. And in, even like in terms of uh, the front offices that deals with like the... the I forget the name of it, but like... The Fritz Pollard Alliance or something, John yeah. Woodard, African American, right. like I mean, they're got, good. They got women uh, referees. Yeah, exactly. Like so Bruce Arian on his staff, he has, um, and also the Niners used to. Yeah, they're, heard they're they see oh, they're uh, assistant DC. They have women on staff, more yeah. women refs. Like the right. NFL is doing their part, but what can Roger Goodell do? Who often gets booed every draft. Well, Roger you know? Goodell is. Oh. Uh, he, he works for the owners, though, right? Yeah, yeah. His, his boss are the thirty-two. What yeah. can he do? He's the He's the he's the he's the fall boy. He's yeah. the scapegoat. He's the shield. He's the one that's going to take the bullets. He gets shot on by all the fans and all the coaches when he's like, yeah. "My hands are I only just, tied by these thirty-two. Mm-hmm. I can't I, force them to hire people." I just think, like I said, I just think fans, like just not say not just listen because I just think that even if black fans, if every black fan said, "I'm not watching football. I'm not doing this," I think that's just a small blip. On a major scale for the Unfortunately, NFL, money yeah. wise, pocket wise, so I feel like that's what I'm saying. I feel like other fans, whatever like that, probably more so like said so like said the Caucasian fans, something like that, had to just be like, yo, we 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 go ride with y'all, right? Because and even now, so if you're just like, well, I don't, well, 
because we're not hiring more black coaches. It could just be like, yo, the fact that, like I said, you're sabotaging these seasons just to get your way, and I'm paying my hard-earned money for this. And that's not right. I want to see this team do good. Jacksonville had, like, one good made the playoffs that one year. 2016. 2016. Sachs, Saxonville. Yeah, yeah, and then... Now look at them now. Now they got this kid, Trevor Lawrence. You don't even think about Trevor Lawrence now. You, you don't know, think about him at all. He's an afterthought. He's an afterthought. Because of Tebow, thing. because of Meyer. And the yeah. Myers and all that shit. So, the, the, you know, as a fan, I think just fans, just the NFL community, I think so we're stronger together as a people. All one, all, all backgrounds of life. Why well, does it just be like, yo, until y'all changes, we not fucking with y'all. That's that's because you need everybody. You right. can't just be just one group of people because they gonna look at y'all like, okay, I man, we can just fill the stance up with who people who go for supporters regardless. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm listening to all this stuff, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself like, shit, I think I'm still gonna watch it. You know what I'm saying? I'm still, <laughs> you know, so it's like I, I you know, and that's and, and see that's the that's the that's where it gets. It's tricky because, like, we'll sit here, say all this stuff, you know, and then next Sunday. Turn it on the TV. Right. Next Sunday. I'll be saying, he personally got to insult me to my face. <laughs> for me to be like, I'm not watching this shit no more. But like I said, it's, it's hard. But honestly, for me, it's, it's listening to certain people on TV. Mm-hmm. Like, I... Shannon Sharp, uh-huh. yeah, very outspoken. Yeah, you know about about, and he he keeps it a, he keeps it a stack when when it comes to the NFL. Ryan Clark, one of my favorite people now. Swagoo, Swagoo. Hell, even uh, Dan Orlowski. Des Bryant, Des Bryant touched on some stuff too. Bruh, Des Bryant no, touched on some stuff. He did touch Des on does. some stuff. I was gonna say that I'm athlete podcast, but they kind of they fallen off to me a little bit. You know, I don't know if it's because of the split with them, where Shannon Crowder and Fred Jackson ain't or Fred Taylor's not there anymore. So they went with the pivot with Ryan Clark. And Brandon Marshall just seems a little I'll say in his Joe Button bag now, you know, where it's not, it's like, what are you doing type of thing? But, um, I mean, I still watch him, but it's just, it don't, it don't feel right. It's like, even when I watch the Joe Button podcast, it's like, it don't feel right without Rory and Maul there. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, I can listen to Ish and, and you Ice still go watch it. But I'm and still, you still right. that's what I'm, you still no. go watch it. So, it's, so like, it's like, what am I supposed to do? I, I put money on the Rams and Bengals, so like I haven't. Now you got illegal gambling in New York State. You think people ain't gonna watch for shit? Okay. Well, okay. Here. Okay. Off subject. Off of subject. Before before I kind of before we start to wrap this up because I do have like a final question not related to sports related, mm-hmm. but like you. You're you're a sports gambler. Every week <laughs> in class, that's how this is how he starts the conversations off. He starts every week, every Monday, he starts the conversation off with if you lost or if you won. And I sit there and I've noticed that not just with him, because with him, he's a genuine fan. Like 
genuine fan. But other people who, I know people who really haven't followed sports, but then all of a sudden they're like, well, you know, placing this bad and, you know, I, I got this, that, and start talking to sports stuff. And I'm like, are you really a sports fan? Or are you just in it for the money? Like, you're in it for the bet. And that's why, like, me, me and Russ was talking about it. Shout out to you, Russ. Um, we were talking about it, and I told him, I was like, yo, I can't do it because I, I love, like, basketball. I love basketball too much. I would never bet on basketball. You know, football, I'm I'm liking football. <laughs> you know, I got to be very choice with my words, you know. But it's like, I'm liking the sport again. Mm-hmm. I can't bet on that. They even got betting for wrestling. And it's like, me. I can't bet on that. Even right. though I'm pretty sure if I did, I'll, I'll bank off of that. Right. But it's like, because then I'm seeing people getting more upset that they didn't hit their marks. Yep. Rather it's, it's, than, it's like fantasy football, but worse. Yeah, rather than just enjoying the game. It's like people are now losing the love for watching the game because now they they have invested interest in, like, yeah. LeBron got to hit four threes. Uh... Over and uh, over under, over under spread. I had to ask him. I had to ask you. I was like, "Yo, I don't get the betting system." I mean, either I, I had to like <laughs> Google this shit, you know, to figure it out. Like, and even when he explained it to me, I'm still like, yeah, I'm still at a little bit of the yeah. There's a lot of elements. There's parlays, which is like large bets, or yeah, composed of smaller Brandon. bets. That's what our friend Brandon does. He and does then parlays. the ones that I most engage in are just over unders, which is basically you're betting the scores of games, not necessarily by number. By difference, mm. that's mostly what I dabble in, but um, yeah, it's it's funny that you mentioned that because I am a genuine sports fan. I wish I was more like you, whereas I would be loving basketball and liking football, but I can't help it. I love me some football. I grew up playing football. I have injured myself a plenty playing football, and it's like because I love the game and know how to follow it and know the rules and all that and all the things you need to know in order to keep following along. I, that passion makes me want to get even more invested. Like, because if it's not the giant to the saints, I'm watching Seattle at Oakland or now Las Vegas. And I'm just like, so Russell Wilson's really good. Derek Carr is pretty good. Max Crosby's amazing. Bobby Wagner's great. Okay. That's not enough, right? But then when you get to put you get to put some skin in the game, then you're like, all right, I get it. That's the good part. But then it comes to your saying. Then it kind of the love of the game becomes perverted somewhat because it, you're no longer appreciating players for what their primary goal is, which is winning the game. You're appreciating their secondary rewards, which is things that they should be getting on the way to winning. And then that's like the disconnect with uh like fantasy fantasies included and just not as bad although prize pools would disagree with that but fantasy embedding once, well, once is part of that issue that it became something but like fantasy football i mean i remember i used to do fantasy football and i'll be like kind of was like falling in the same place i was slowly slowly getting into that point and i was kind of like no nah, i can't I, I can't do fantasy. yeah or those what you call it those um what's some things he played they, they always like you got it, like the the box score or something like that. What's the, the thing? um num uh board? Donny does it. I'm talking to my cameraman. 
Tony does it. Yeah, squares. squares, squares, squares. Yes, people do it. They always like, you want to get it on the square? Yeah, you on the square? I remember. I I'm remember. Like, nah, I'm good. I remember when I used to work at Sears. Uh, one of one of my one of the workers there, uh, Lori Draper, never will forget her. Uh, she used to come every Super Bowl, every Super Bowl. Charles, give me the paper. She was like. <laughs> Squares. I'm like, Lord, <laughs> I don't know this shit. Like, right. And you don't even get to pick your number. They pick your number for you. You, yeah, you pick like, the box and they just give you these random numbers and shit like that. I'm like, I, you know, but you know, if you got a zero and a three or a zero and a seven, that's really good. But if you get, you know what I mean? You like, dude, no. Like my, mom, like my mom used to do it. But my mom used to do it during the Super Bowl. Yeah. She'd do it during the Super Bowl and occasionally during some, certain Bills games. And then she was like, Fuck this. The Bills is losing. I don't want to do this shit anymore. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, damn, like, I just, it's it's tough, you know? Right. So before I wrap this up with y'all gentlemen, I want to ask y'all this question. Completely off subject. Mm-hmm. Completely off subject. And this is the one I said, I'm glad that you're here for this one. Because it's a, it's, it's a movie question. It's a Marvel question. Marvel question. What's the greatest Marvel trilogy? Oh, well. Captain, Iron Man, Thor, or Spider-Man? So I'm biased. <laughs> so I think this is intentionally done because you expect he expects an answer, and I'm going to fork it to him. It's Spider-Man. Although Cap's movies are great. They are. Two and three are amazing. One is just pretty good. Spider-Man. I'm the eyeball. You gonna say Thor? Hell no. <laughs> I'm going Cap. Bro, do people remember Thor too? I'm going Cap. Cap was good. Can't get mad. Because I think I, I think Winter Cap 2 is what brought Marvel to like I'm about to say, I think Winter Soldier was the greatest Marvel movie next to Cap three, <laughs> Civil War, Civil War. That's Civil yeah, War, that's right? Cap three. Yeah, yeah, Civil War was awesome. S- Civil War was phenomenal, but Cap Cap two brought legitimacy to like the the writing boards and the screen rooms of Marvel movies, yeah. and then they used it to propel Cap three, which is when you know uh, uh, Tom Holland made made his debut. Certain Black gentleman Black Panther. made his debut. <laughs> oh yeah, him too. Yeah, Black, Black Panther. Panther. Shout out to and certain gentlemen. He made his appearance. Yeah. Oh, it's the ops. No, nah, that's oh, not. Damn. That's that's my phone. That's Chuck. My phone's right there. Chuck. Chuck. Phone. This right phone there. table. Yeah. Just hand it to me. I'm about to answer this right now while I'm while I'm recording. <laughs> nope. I'm gonna answer this right now. Oh boy. While while I'm recording, it's, 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 a lie. it's a lie. This will be on the joint too. You know what? I don't like you over there. Just late at night. We're wrapping up. You're actually on my pod right now. I'm letting you know this right now. I don't want to be on your pod. Well, you called. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can delete it out. You know how to do that. 
I'm not deleting this out. You're going to be on my pod. This this voice conversation right now is on my pod. And the camera, my camera right there, you see that camera right there. You're on that camera. So, yes. Are you there by yourself? No, I'm not here by myself. Look. Hi, Slav. Hi. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. Chuck leave too? No. Chuck's right there. And his daughter's probably bored out of her mind. Daughters. Both of them. Bored out of their minds. We're wrapping up right now. We was literally in the process of wrapping up and then you caught. Take me off your podcast. I'm not taking you off the pod. <laughs> I'm not taking you off the pod, Mom. No. Say something funny. No. <laughs> no, you're on the pod, okay? I'm getting done. I'm wrapping up soon. Soon? Yes, I'm wrapping up soon. As soon as the, the quicker that I get off the phone with you, because I was literally wrapping up, I'll be I'll be done. I'm I'm, I'm fine. We're fine. Okay? Okay. Love you. Love you. I love you too, but get your behinds out of here. All of you. Bye. That will forever be remembered. It is. is. That's true mom stuff. Y'all thought, listen. True mom stuff. She's on the pot. Mom, love you, but you're going to be on the pot. (laughs) All right. So. As you just heard, she's yelling at us because we got to wrap yeah. things up. So if y'all don't know our location, man, we in the hood. <laughs> we, we in the hood, right? We in, we in like this nice ass building in the hood, <laughs> eating pizza and wings, talking about Zendaya, Rihanna. <laughs> I'm I'm there with you, bro. A certain someone and. Rocky, bro. <laughs> and not the Sylvester Stallone Rocky, the other one. I'm there, bro. I hate that nigga, bro. I hate, nigga. <laughs> I hate Tom Holland, too, bro. <laughs> Me and Donovan Mitchell and a couple other fellas. We hate Holland, too, bro. You, you got Chris Brown and Drake on your side, at least. Yo, fuck Nathan Drake, aka Tom Holland, bro. A certain individual. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the latest episode. This is the latest episode. Yo, that check in from the beginning, you can dial me at a negative one now. Can I sign off? Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the latest episode. So, in the meantime, you can catch me on. Sorry, you can catch me on Instagram at so in the meantime underscore pod. My personal is energy underscore 52. You can catch these guys. You don't really promote your stuff. I know you don't have really, you're not in social media like that. Yeah, I'm a hermit, right, bro. Listen, let me try to pull it together real quick, man. Right. I'm a hermit. RCW, RCW underscore podcast. That's the rest of the podcast. My name on IG, uh, Twitter. I think this is, I got tears in my eyes. Just like this. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm just trying to be a warrior, you know, find my warrior spirit and be strong. You know, just, you know, it is what it is, though. And my bills lost. That's it happening. There's a lot going on, man. And my giant stink. It's high times right now. You know what I mean? 
this one. If it makes you feel better, his drugs, information will be to. on this <laughs> in the description. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. This was episode 19. Episode 20 will be coming out in the near future. He is I, I am him. It's your main man, Chief, signing off. Catch y'all later.